you can definitely introduce do your thing. Am I just going? Yeah. Three, All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to our podcast. I'm here with Rolls Royce and Nick hitting from the pick. I'm just assuming from golf, right? <laughs> and this is okay, Coach Madison. <laughs> we are here today to talk about motivation and why motivation is a trap. So, here we go. Yeah, you just you recently just wrote a blog. I was gonna say article. Can I say article? Is it an article? Yeah, it can be article blog. Article sounds. Professional. I feel like it sounds more scientific, and mine yeah. wasn't necessarily scientific. So it was a blog. It was a nice little blog. But the blog was about how motivation is a trap, essentially, or it's a lie. So the the first question is, I want to ask maybe each of you how you stay motivated because we work out a lot. I work out a decent amount and I'm going to be completely honest that I don't want to work out seven days out of the week. There's, there's one or two there where I'm like, Oh no. Right. So, or I just don't want to be here. So the, the question is, and the question's first, maybe going to be, it's going to be coming. It's, it's going to be more towards, towards you, Madison. It's going to be, uh, how do you keep working out? without being motivated. Okay. Um, how do I keep working out without being motivated? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just 110% just habit. Like just coming into the gym and knowing every day that I'm going to work out. Like I, since I work here, it's super easy, right? You walk in and some days I'm like, I'm not going to work out today, but I'm like, well, I'm here. It's going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so since I'm already in the position and then on top of that, it's, I don't feel like I've, finished my day if I haven't worked out then something physical in some way like I just feel rules yeah like go home at night and I feel like my day's unfinished and I feel like draggy and tired and mopey what would be something that does motivate you though like you have a music that you listen to you have an inspirational speaker that's your go-to well if you have one well, music-wise, I am obsessed with Fall Out Boy and listening to their music when I work out. Because there's, don't give me that look. They're a really good band to work out to. They're like really it's good music. On, I know. <laughs> yep, I always play yeah. it. I always do. Um, and so I like listening to their music when I work out because that gets me pumped up for workouts. Motivational speakers. I mean, speaker-wise, I like listening to like. Um, Jordan Peterson, yeah, just because he's super logical. Yeah, you don't get a lot of people that are like that. So I don't really like the people that are like, "You're the best, love yourself, you're awesome." I like the people that are just straightforward and honest and very intellectual. Then. Yes, intellectual speakers. I make you think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I enjoy that too, yeah. for sure. So Nick, what are your what are some of your guys? So let's uh, one question would be some of your top motivators. As far as like maybe music, it can be obviously speakers. And then the other question is, how do you stay motivated when you're not motivated? Well, both good questions. Okay, um, I'm going to start with the second one first. How do I stay motivated when I'm not motivated? Um, I That one's the easier of the two for me just because I remember where I've been. Um, I remember myself at 300 pounds. I remember myself at 260 pounds. I remember how my body felt, my joints felt, how moving was hard, how 
I just, I remember all of those things. I remember it very vividly. Um, and so on the days when I want to be overly lazy and not go to the gym, like if I can't find the motivation for the gym, um, I just find myself thinking back to, to those times in my life. Um, and I'll be honest, I usually take one day off the gym every week. It's usually Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, I just go for a run and do burpees. I usually run like anywhere from two and a half to three and a half miles. Um, but I just let my body <laughs> <big> chill, <laughs> right? Like I, I don't, I don't really That's stress your chill out. Day? That's my chill day. That's my chill day. Oh my God. Um, okay. But if it's any other day of the week and let's say it's like a Thursday and I don't want to come to the gym, then I find myself thinking like, okay, do you remember when you wished for the lifestyle or the body or the mentality that you have now? Do you remember that? And the answer is usually yes. And it's like, okay, well, if you remember that, the only way to continue that is to keep doing it, right? Like, it's kind of like the old adage, a body in motion wants to stay in motion and a body at rest wants to stay at rest. The first part of my life, my body was at rest, right? And right. it wanted to stay at rest. Now my body is in motion and it wants to stay in motion. So even on the days when I can't find the, the motivation to come to the gym, um, I know, because like Madison said, it's a habit now that those are the days I need to go the most. Whether it's, oh, cool. whether it's I need it for my mental, whether it's I need it just to lift some heavy stuff off the ground, whether it's I just need to sweat it out. Those days when, when I really don't feel like going are the days when I have found through my experience and my fitness journey that when I come in, mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel the best. Like it's not only I don't I don't necessarily feel the best just because I've come in on a day when I didn't want to, but usually it's like a day I'll PR whether it's like I put more weight on the bar or I strung more strict handstand pushups together or I did more bar muscles than I've done like those days when I'm just not here, if I just show up and I and I go through the motions, I usually end up PRing, which is really really weird. I've come to find Interesting. out. But those are that's how I deal with. Uh, the days that I can't find the motivation to come to the gym. I just, I remember where I've been in my earlier part of my fitness journey, and I understand it's a very slippery slope to go back there, so I put a little thought into yeah. that, and it's just like, oh, okay, that lights the fire into my ass, and I kind of get in the gym. Um, to the first question you asked, uh, motivating, uh, I like, I love music, um, and I, I kind of change the music up depending on how I'm working out, so like if I'm going to CrossFit, uh, <coughs> I like uh, rap. I like hip hop. I, I like you're on the camera. <laughs> my <pa> Sorry, <laughs> my posture was like my posture was like this. That's why I was hitting. I was like, oh god. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let's keep going, Nick. I'm sorry, man. My posture was uh, not camera ready. It was a camera, camera ready, so I feel better now. You feel better now. Okay, sorry about that. No, you're okay. Um, so yeah, I like to listen to rap, hip hop, um, all the stuff like when I'm crossfitting. Uh, twerking music that's that's kind of my favorite as of late i just like to be interesting um but like if i'm going for a run like on my wednesdays i'll mm -hmm. usually play dubstep like i'll play yeah your rest days your seven miler no it's not seven miles i don't run any more than it's than it might as well be I don't seven miles can i just put two cents in here my rest yeah. day is on sunday i'm not out of bed till 10 i eat a giant brunch and i sit on my butt and watch netflix that's a rest day that's a rest day nick that's, that's a nice. human active rest day. Active recovery. I, think that's, active recovery. <laughs> I think that's a closer rest day. Passive recovery, active recovery. Man, my rest day back then was uh, box of pizza, <laughs> 
four hours of Netflix, yes. and then uh, Dairy Queen, and Tara told you about the Dairy yes. Queen story, and it's still, it's one of those meals where you're like, I think it's going to be good on my stomach today. And it's, it's not. Sunday, <laughs> like, there must have been food poison. She was like, no, it's Dairy Queen all the time. You take Dairy Queen. I was like, no, it's a blizzard. It can't be. And it's always like that. But I haven't, I, I haven't had a cheat meal for a long time since the challenge, so it's kind of cool. Congratulations. Yeah. I feel like I'm, we're in an AA meeting or something. <laughs> right? So so you were kind of going back. Or, so one thing that motivated you was you would tell yourself, you'd almost go all the way back to where you were at square one. And you'd remind yourself. As best I can what that felt like. How cool is that? So, so you kind of felt the emotion back then. Yeah. Well, not for a long time. Not for a long time. Don't get stuck there. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Like, All right, I snap out of it. Now I'm going in. Yeah. That's it usually cool. takes about 60 seconds, and I'm like, okay. Like, I remember what that felt like. I know I don't want to be back in that, so let me do what I can proactively in this moment to better my future moments. So I was reading um, Seneca's, is one of the Stoics, and uh, super wealthy Stoic, by the way. And um, what he did every morning was he practiced poverty and then he practiced discomfort through cold plunges. And then what ended up, I mean, and he would, uh, he would also sleep like, he had a giant house, but he would sleep on the floor with just a blanket. He would practice that all the time, right? And um, it made me think of that just for that moment, but if... If you go back to where you were at the worst, I feel like you have everything to gain, right? So it's just, it's an interesting concept because I, I, I don't do that as often, but I just, I just do it physically. Like the whole cold shower thing is a, is a thing, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> Working out outside, right, at least recently, where there's no AC, in fact, I even I decided just like no music. This is this is work. So this is what probably if I was really really poverish and uh, I would be doing something like this. It kind of just sets sets the mode for me, just mentally and physically for sure. Um, but you guys don't like motivation, but I do. Oh, I motivate funny. myself every morning. Nick is like, um, no, it's me. It's Madison. It's Madison, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in yeah. And I like it sometimes, but yeah. sometimes it, it is BS. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it can be pretty challenging, but it's it's like what, what uh, Zig Ziglar said something like that, and he was, um, motivation is like taking a bath. Right? It doesn't cure anything, but it's just nice. You smell better, right? So, so I always try... And, and the motivation, the hoo hoo rah rah stuff, yeah, I don't listen to as much. It's more of the intellectual side, exactly. So I like to listen to people that are really, really intellectual, and and sometimes I'll listen to people with have that have really, really tragic stories or amazing stories, and then I'm like, man, I'm not even doing anything. This is not even my problems are nothing. This guy just did this, and then I and then I then I do my thing, right? Um, and I've been, and, and there are some days where I'm like, I don't like that one and I'll, and I'll choose something else, but I've been doing that for years. And then there are some times where it's like, it still doesn't work. And then you fall into the habit 
You're like, I, I, I have to do this. Otherwise, I'm just going to be angry all day. Right? Um, well, that's, and I want to say, too, so that people are aware, where I got this idea and, and I liked it, that's why I wrote the blog about it, <clears throat> was from um, this for Goggins. What's his first name? David? Mm-hmm. David yeah. Goggins. David Goggins. So his book. He lives here. Um, I know. Yeah, that's I Sam saw him running. God. Yeah. Gosh. He was running. Let's get him on the podcast. We should. Um, but what, what he talked about was that he, he sees motivation as BS. And the reason cool. why is because he lived his life in such turmoil mentally and like outwardly yeah. that he realized that motivation wasn't going to work for him. He just had to do it. He yeah. could not motivate himself because he wasn't in the mindset to motivate himself. And so he would just do it. Like if he had to do something, he would go and do it. He wouldn't think about it. There was no motivation involved. He just realized that he was either going to do it or he wasn't. Um, And so that's why I brought that up is because to me it's a realization that sometimes motivation can work. Right. Right? But sometimes there's days, and this is is why I brought it up to Sam. Sam said that he was having like a really rough week at work and things weren't really going his way. And he's like, but I came. It's like I just know I needed to get here. He's like, that's why I didn't come to the class, I didn't really want to work out with anyone else, but I knew I had to get here. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, that's not motivation, that's habit. Right. That is him realizing that he needs to get here because that's what he normally does on a day. Even though he didn't want to come, he didn't motivate himself, he just knew automatically I need to get there and do my workout. And then you and, gave him a fist bump. And then I gave him a fist bump. And I told him I was proud I of him. I guess, yeah, so that, that would be the next stem of the question. I feel like <clears throat> there are, we do have a handful of athletes that don't succeed as well because they fall into that exact trap you were talking about, right? So I guess the question would be, you have, let's just say you do have a a client or a customer or someone in your class that's only showing up once a week, right? So what's the, uh, what's that conversation like next week? And then how do you guys keep them motivated? Uh, ask them what their goals are. If they have any, like, something they're trying to reach in the next, like, 30 days, something they're trying to reach in the next 90 days. Um, and then make sure you stay on top of that with them. So just every time you see them, ask them, like, how it's going. So, like, for example, uh, like, Kathy, she's working on her muscle up, right? And so, like, every time I'm seeing her, I'm either, I'm telling her the last one that I saw looked good or telling her... Um, where she can clean up her technique or like sending her a video, right? Just right. to keep her motivated in terms of she's moving forward with that. Does that make sense? Even yeah. if it's like a half a percent or a full percent, like any any moving in the direction we want to go is, is a win. Does that make sense? Yeah. That answer your question. Pretty much. You got anything to add on that? I was going to say the same thing, like asking for their goals and being like, hey, like someone comes in, you ask... What, what are your goals? I only see in here about once a week. I'm just kind of curious as to what you're trying to get to. And let's say they say lose weight. And then you got to be honest. Be like, well, one time a week is not going to get you there. Yeah. Like, if you want to lose weight, you got to be in here this amount of times. Like, what, four days, five days a week. You have to be consistent with it. If you actually want to lose that weight, one day is not going to get you there. That's true. Like having that conversation. Just being honest with them, right? Because I feel like... Yeah. Like one of my favorite parts about working here is that I feel like... I've yet to come across a client or a member that I haven't been able to be honest at. Like, 100%. Hey, you know what? If you want to get that, that's not going to work. Like, you need, yeah. you need to be able to do something along these lines or 
you need to come in more or you need to talk to this person. You need to have conversations with this person and you can be very honest with them. Um, and most people that are here because they were able to show up and they know that they want to be here will take that because a lot of people just want to learn. Mm-hmm. So that's normally that would be a conversation that I would have is ask for the goals and just be like, Hey, that's your goal. You can't just be here once a week. That's true. Yeah. Cause a lot of times I feel like they have this disconnect of what the truth is. They have their perception that you come in three times a week and you're going to get this massive benefit. Initially you can start out that way. If, if you, if, if your body is larger than it is, or maybe just never worked out before. But then at some point, if someone's like, Hey man, I want to get shredded. And then you're like, Hey, just come one or two times a week. I got you. Yeah, no. Right? Come once a week for eight hours in one day. Yeah. Even then, I don't think it would work. No, but they'd be in bed the the next five days. (laughs) So, question. Um, Just as we've been talking, I kind of just made me think of this. Do you think there's more than one motivation? Like, um, specifically, I'm thinking two or more motivations. The two I'm thinking of is, like, she doesn't get motivated unless it's intellectual, right? Unless it shifts her perspective or her paradigm on something, right? And we can both appreciate that, right? Right. But then um, I think there's also another part of that motivation, which is like emotional motivation, right? Like something's happening to to something you're holding on down there and then kind of allowing in that moment that to be that catalyst to kind of light that fire underneath your butt. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so that's a good question because remember we had this talk about potentially changing the state of your body by gaining emotion. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about this, I don't know, two weeks ago, but we were talking about stressed, stressed or depressed people. What do we see behind that door? And typically it's <clears throat> slouched shoulders. The heart rate is what? Really, really, really low. So on days, I guess, for yeah, you're uh, for me, when I'm depressed, I'm working out. Because I know my heart rate's gonna jack up and instantly feel better. In fact, this morning I felt better. That workout today, three minute sprint, and then those burpees, it's happy as a bird. Like nothing ever happened. <laughs> right? It's really interesting. And then there's days where I'm super anxious, where I'm like, oh my God, I gotta do this, 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 and this, and I gotta do this, 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 and this. And I hit a meditation sesh where I'm forcing my body to relax, I'm forcing my shoulders to sink down, the wrinkles on my head to go down, right? And then I feel relaxed. So the, like, I, I think when you become more educated in what the state of your body can, can do for your emotions, then yeah, that's a huge motivator for me for sure, right? Are you talking about internal or external? You're yeah. you're talking like internally. There's different ways to be motivated. I don't know. I was just so just hearing you both talk about it. I've been holding on to that that for a hot minute while we've been talking. But yeah. just listening to you both talk about it, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, you want when you want to be motivated, you want your outlook on a situation to change, right? And some people, when they want to be motivated, they want the you know like the raw raw. Um, like, like emotional the yeah like like the fire underneath my ass i want to run through the brick wall type thing um and it could be internal it could be external um and that's kind of actually kind of sounding like what it is but i was just curious because as you guys were talking i just kind of made that distinction in my head and so 
I just wanted to bring it to light because I don't. I, it might be internal, external motivation. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what it's sounding like it is, but. But you can also make an argument too that, because I mean, I understand what you're saying, um, but I also think that you can add physical in there. So like when you work out, some people might work out because they're going to physically feel better when they're done working out, right? Yeah, so like true. you're going to, like your body's going to feel more energetic, you're going to feel better. So you can go with three there, mental, physical, and emotional. And I think those could be internal. All three of those could be internal. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're good. You're on some. I've been motivated by all of them. Like there's there's some days yeah. Level of awareness. It's where you are at the moment, right? If you watch the whole Braveheart scene, right before you're about to hit a basketball game, you might be hyped up, right? But then if you're watching the Braveheart scene and someone just like passed away, you'd be like, "What am I? What am I even listening to?" Right? I think I think you have to choose the motivation tool given at the moment. So, like, for instance, like I said, like, if you were depressed, I'm going to go CrossFit. It's going to jack my heart rate up, right? I'm overwhelmed. I got all these exams. I'm going to go meditate, right? Or, um, or, or, or you could be super anxious again and be like, you know what? I'm going to go listen to somebody that's really intellectual that could potentially solve my problems. I think they're all different tools at different times. But some I feel like are very short fuel, like what Madison says, like the external stuff that's very short term. And then, so you have to navigate which one you want to just kind of pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess the, one of the final questions I, I want to ask is, I mean, so once, uh, once you get that type of motivation, and let's just say you got to the end, whatever your end goal was. It's just the beginning. How you motivate to keep going? <laughs> oh, it's just the beginning? It's just the beginning. I know, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it's, so let's just say you got your six-pack. You got your six-pack. When you got your six-pack, were you like, man, this feels really amazing, I'm good? Bro, when I got my six-pack the first time, I didn't even think I had a six-pack. Someone had to tell me I had a six-pack. I still don't think I have a six-pack. Oh my god, Madison. When I flex ridiculously, I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. But when I look in the mirror, I just see look stomach. And cough. If you look in the mirror and cough, and cough. you see abs. Cough to the side. So yeah, <laughs> I think there's like a, a huge topic on that. We think perception. when we get yeah, yeah. Yes. when we think we get there, we're like, oh man, I'm feeling really, really good. But in reality, the things that we think about is not that moment where we got the six pack. It was, like, it was like, oh man, I'm thinking about when me and Nick were hitting those 100 burpees and I was sweating my face off. He was barely glistening, right? And he's high-fiving me as I finished my last 10. Those are the memories that I enjoy. And then the six-pack stuff, you're like... It's a hard part. You're like, yeah, and you forget about it, right? <clears throat> it's the same thing as like... And I've seen this happen a lot. Uh, yeah, I've seen people. I know someone that's made like a million dollars one day, or if I don't know, five, ten million dollars. And then he was like, kind of sucks, whatever. You think you'd be really, really happy. And then what you realize what happiness was was always in front of you. Chase. Does that make sense? It's in the chase. It's in the chase. Happiness is in the chase. Once you get the money, you don't know what to do with it. So that's, that's, Jesus, we can unpack that. I was going to say, that's another, like, talking about, that's talking about, like, 
like, because the way that you were just speaking is, I've tied a couple conversations with different clients about this. Yeah. Um, and that's like learning to love yourself so that everything that you do is a win versus having an end goal and then eventually getting there and being like, well, what now? Yeah. And you just, and you never really found yourself. You never, you're not mentally happy. You're not emotionally satisfied. You just got to your goal, but now it's not near as, not what you thought it was going to be. Because you thought it was going to be the end all celebration. Hallelujah, I made it. But now you still got 50 years left to live. Well, shoot, what am I going to do now yeah. with my life? It's that limbo feeling. Like when you finish your yeah. series. On yeah. 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 Jesus. God, that's another great conversation that we can have. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to snapshot that for sure. And just enjoying like where you are at the, the moment. Process, man. The, the process, process is, is where it's at. And uh I think we have to remind that a lot of times as, as trainers, right? As coaches. And we do a, a really good job. Like, oh man, I missed my snatch. You know, it was like two hundred pounds and then you're like, remember, you were you couldn't even overhead squat a PVC pipe few years ago and I'm like oh yeah I remember that yeah I guess this is not that bad yeah, yeah it's been pretty good yeah perspective so perspective. Um, but I think that you can put that in with motivation too because a lot of people think their end goal is their motivation when it happens with the same thing right yeah. you get to your end goal and you're motivated and all of a sudden you're not anymore and so you gotta figure out how the heck am I gonna get motivated so it's the same thing here right so get motivated by the little things by the little steps that lead you to eventually, yeah, you can have an end goal, but that shouldn't be your only motivation. Yeah. So you get there and you're screwed. Like, oh, I made it. Yay. Now what? Like, now I got to find something else to do. But you were never prepared for it because you just saw it as one thing. My life right. is this thing and this thing only. I get there. Well, something's going to happen, right? Well, no. Because you got there. Congratulations. But now, what's next? That's true. Right. So you get that win. I had a conversation with Coach Olivia, actually, about this. And she had, like, an awesome positive affirmation moment when she did something great and I asked her I was like how long was that she was like well 10 seconds right it was like hey you did this great job awesome a round of applause and you feel great for that 10 seconds and then I asked her I was like well how long did you work on in order to get that 10 second praise and she was like oh god like seven eight years so it's really backwards a lot of times. I think people focus on that 10-second feeling. Yeah. But they realize it's six, seven years that they didn't enjoy. And then you're like, well, that kind of sucks. It was only a 10-second fun. It's cool, right? But then you miss out on all that seven years of work where you could potentially just enjoy. I, I, I like it, like the workouts. And let's just enjoy most of them. Learn how to enjoy most of them. How hard it is at the moment. Because it's not going to be that hard at one point. So I think that's really, really cool. And that's how you can potentially stay motivated. I also think that's the key to like longevity. Especially, like we've all been working out for quite a while, right? Like motivated, like mm, we really don't have to do that much anymore. Like it's like we've talked about, it's habit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's my train of thought. Oh, God. It's okay. I can barely hear you. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Oh, I forgot. Never mind. That's all right. But I do want to say, just from like what Olivia was talking about with the ten seconds, yeah. I think that's another thing people don't realize is that they get to that they get to that end and they think that the celebration is going to last the rest of their life, but it only lasts ten seconds. Yeah. And that's when you get to the point where like, I made it, yes, and then you're like, and now what? 
Like, I'm done. I did it. Congratulations. Yeah. Pat on the back, and you still awesome. got life to live. <laughs> on to the next one, right? People don't realize it literally is a celebration for 10 seconds, but then it's like, hey, I did it. Mm-hmm. Now what? That's, that's really what it is. And that's how they relapse. Yep. They're like, I'm going to do it again. I'm just going to go eat as much carne asada fries and burritos. I'm going to watch all the Game of Thrones, never work out for seven months, and then come back. We're going to do it again. Versus being like, oh, hey, I feel better today. Oh, hey, I had more energy when I woke up. I got more sleep last night. I didn't go to the same place I go every single day to get my midday snack. Like those, that's, those are the 10 seconds that you can celebrate because those are going to be continuous. Right. Because you always have these things that you're going to be able to do better. And when you start doing that, the motivation skyrockets. Mm-hmm. Because now it's the little things that motivate you versus the one big thing that will do the same thing as all the little things, right. but it's going to be way down the road, and then that's it. Very cool. So one, one thing I kind of remember what I was talking about. One thing I try to tell my clients uh, to help their longevity and, and fitness is, like we've talked about, live up the small moments, right? Like so we're talking about 10 seconds here. I say for 60 seconds, right? So like mm-hmm. if you if you PR your snatch, right? You boom, stand it up, drop that barbell, sit there for 60 seconds. Take a nice. breath, breathe, look at everything. Celebrate that win. Yeah. Celebrate that win. Like fully, like if you want to scream, scream. Yeah, yeah. Like do whatever you got to do, but just do it for 60 seconds. Allow yourself to feel everything that you could possibly feel in that 60 seconds for wow, all of that hard work changer. that you've put in for that singular moment, right? right. And then once the moment's passed, pat yourself on the back, yeah. put that bitch in your pocket, and let's move on. And you could probably tap. You could probably tap that source again because you're like, oh, you know what? There was two birds there when I hit that perfect snatch, mm-hmm. and then Madison was yelling at me here. Nick was tearing up on the side. Mm-hmm. I was breathing really heavily. Game changer. So if you can pull that, yeah, I think they just kind of like go, oh, well, cool. Tap on Instagram, swipe. Yeah. They didn't feel any of those moments. I think that's a game changer. I've never done that before. But I think it's so parallel to that, right? So like we're talking about PR. Right. Yeah. Parallel to that, being very sad, right? Like having a funk, being in a funk, having yeah. a bad mood, somebody pissing you off, right? Like you that's okay. It. Yeah. What's not okay is sitting there for forever. What's not okay is allowing that to dictate your mood five, ten, thirty, an hour, half a day later, right? Mm-hmm. So what you do, what I've come to do, especially being in the serving industry where I serve, right? Yeah. I'm a ratchet crowd every now and again. Uh-huh. I say some ignorant things. I can't say what I want to say back. Right. So what I do is if I if I can feel it's bugging me, mm-hmm. I'll take 60 seconds. I'll walk into the beer cooler, I'll say whatever I need to say, I'll scream if I gotta scream, yeah. I'll just sit there and breathe, that's usually what I do. I have a whole 10 second breathing thing that I do. Um, but I take my time to feel whatever emotion that I'm feeling in that moment, however vividly, vibrantly, fully I'm feeling it. Yeah. And then after my 60 seconds, it's usually like 45 seconds. I usually can't get all the way to 60 seconds, but that's all. Like to feel a full feel full emotion for sixty seconds is like Whoa, I gotta take a nap now. So it's usually like forty five seconds. After about forty five seconds, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm back to me. Let me go. Let me go deal with this irate person and his beer. Do you do that? Um, I don't do it that way. I do it with anxiety attacks. So if I feel really anxious, sometimes I will purposely let an anxiety attack take me over for about a minute just to flush it out of my system, and then I move on. And I'm fine. Because it's it's huh. it's purging. Like yes, it's, it's, it gets rid of that emotion. Yeah, you're purging an emotion when when you sit with it, when you like when you feel it coming on. Instead of trying to fight it, push it under the rug, run away from it. Because that's you, when it 
can take up to a day for it to go away because yeah. it sits there instead of just letting it, it go. It festers yeah. and it gets bigger and it gets worse, right? Whereas if you just bite the bullet, take the 60 seconds right when you're feeling it, right. it's it's like, it's like, have you ever had something that you needed to do but you didn't want to do it because you thought it was going to be real bad? So you put it off, and you put Fran. it off, and you put it off, and you put it Fran. off, and you put it off, and you put it off, and you put it off. And so then it became this Everest of a thing, and you're like, fuck, I'm never going to do that. And then for whatever reason you did it, and you're like, wow, I'm a weenie. I should have done that forever ago. Because yeah. I feel people so get much shots. better on the That's other what I side. Think of. Yeah, it's, it's just like that. Get shots? Like needles, like getting shots in your arm? I used to be the person oh. that like worked myself up, oh. and I, I I ended up doing it for a while. I did it on purpose because yeah. when I got the shot, if I was worked up, it didn't feel as bad, right? Which is not healthy, but it was that's kind of like the same idea, right? Where you work yourself up so much that you don't want to do it, that you do it, and you're like, oh, it's not bad. <laughs> I made it. We're okay. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of like letting an emotion overtake you for sixty seconds, not longer. Yeah, like you and you just blow it out. Like yeah. you just let it overtake you completely. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Because then, like, even if so, let's think what in a relationship, right? Let's say your significant other pisses you off, right? You didn't fold the bed. Never. I told you to fold. I told you to do the bed, right? Never ever. Right? It's like you can. <laughs> you know, there's two options, right? You can hold on to that. You can be grumpy. You can do whatever you normally do and middle part of your day to the rest of your day is kind of like eh. or you can take 60 seconds you can scream into a pillow you can go into the closet you can you know curse them to the high heavens and walk out and be completely calm because you felt every ounce of what would have held on investor yeah does that make sense oh yeah that's how i look at it it's kind of cool it's all energy man you just gotta you gotta figure out what you gotta do like add adhd it's all energy just figure out, figure out, figure out how to get rid of it. Yeah. yeah, figure out a constructive outlet for it, or figure out how much of it you can handle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Air five. Social quarantine five. <laughs> Thanks, sir. For the for the next episode, remind me. I got rabies one time. That's why I had to get like fifteen shots. So I'm not even worried about. Oh, he's like, I'm like. You got rabies. Yeah, I know that makes sense now. Next time on Bye. Fitness and Friends Podcast, <laughs> Fitness Driven Podcast, Royce gets, Royce gets rabies. Yeah, dude. I'm all wired. <laughs>